The Last Hours of the Duke of Suffolk by John Fox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Last Hours of the Dukes of Northumberland and Suffolk present a striking contrast. The Duke of Northumberland professed himself a papist and besought his life in the most abject terms, intimating that he never had really approved the Protestant doctrines, but had promoted the Reformation only to forward his political designs. The Duke of Suffolk died openly professing his belief in the doctrines of truth, as appears from the account of his last hours given by Fox. On Friday, the 23rd of February, 1554, about nine of the clock in the forenoon, the Lord Henry Grey, Duke of Suffolk, was brought forth of the Tower of London, under the scaffold on the Tower Hill, with a great company, etc., and in his coming thither there accompanied him Dr. Weston, Dean of Westminster, as his spiritual father, notwithstanding, as it should seem, it was against the will of the said Duke. For when the Duke went up to the scaffold, Weston, being on his left hand, pressed to go up with him, the duke with his hand put him down again off the stairs and weston taking hold of the duke forced him down likewise and as they ascended the second time the duke again put him down then weston said it was the queen's pleasure he should so do wherewith the duke casting his hands abroad ascended up the scaffold and paused some time after and then he said masters i have offended the queen and her laws and thereby am justly condemned to die and am willing to die desiring all men to be obedient and i pray god that this my death may be an example to all men beseeching you all to bear me witness that i die in the faith of christ trusting to be saved by his blood only and not by any trumpery the which died for me and for all them that truly repent and steadfastly trust in him and i do repent desiring you all to pray to god for me that when you see my breath depart from me you will pray to god that he may receive my soul and then he desired all men to forgive him saying that the queen had forgiven him then master weston declared with a loud voice that the queen's majesty had forgiven him with that diverse of these standers by said with audible voices such forgiveness god send thee meaning dr weston then the duke kneeled down upon his knees and said the psalm miserere mei deus psalm fifty one to the end holding up his hands and looking up to heaven and when he had ended the psalm he said into thy hands i commend my spirit then he arose and stood up and delivered his cap and his scarf unto the executioner then the executioner kneeled down and asked the duke's forgiveness and the duke said god forgive thee and i do and when thou dost thine office i pray thee do it well and bring me out of this world quickly and god have mercy to thee then stood there a man and said my lord how shall i do for the money that you do owe me and the duke said alas my good fellow i pray thee trouble me not now but go thy way to my officers then he knitted a handkerchief about his face and kneeled down and said the lord's prayer unto the end and then he said christ have mercy upon me and laid down his head on the block, and the executioner took the axe, and at the first chop struck off his head, and held it up to the people. Hollenshed observes, such was the end of this Duke of Suffolk, a man of high nobility by birth, and of nature to his friends gentle and courteous, more easy indeed to be led than was thought expedient, of stomach stout and hard, hasty and soon kindled, but pacified straight again, and sorry, if in his heat aught had passed him otherwise than reason might seem to bear, upright and plain in his private dealings, no dissembler, nor well able to bear injuries, but yet forgiving and forgetting the same, 
if the party would seem but to acknowledge his fault and to seek reconcilement bountiful he was and very liberal somewhat learned himself and a great favourer of those that were learned so that to many he showed himself a very masonous as free from covetousness as void of pride and disdainful haughtiness of mind more regarding plain-meaning men than clawback flatterers and this virtue he had that he could patiently hear his faults told him by those whom he had in credit for their wisdom and faithful meaning towards him he was a hearty friend unto the gospel and professed it to the last end of the last hours of the duke of suffolk by john fox